The Productive Woman, Episode 160. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. I am so glad you've joined me for this episode. We're going to be talking about self-care, what it means, why it matters, and what it has to do with productivity. You'll find more information and links to resources that I recommend in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 160. I am excited to welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman, two new sponsors, SaneBox and Kind. And I'm going to talk about Kind Bars a little bit later, but SaneBox is this amazing tool that you can use to manage your email. Basically what it does is it filters out unimportant email so you can deal with it on your schedule, leaving only the most important emails in your inbox. I started using it several months ago and well before they considered being a sponsor of the show. And it really has helped me get a handle on my email. It sorts the emails into folders like you can have them set up the way you want to, like news, receipts, attachment, and more, you know, however it works for you. And it learns what you, um, what you consider important. It even has the ability to sort out emails that haven't been replied to. So if I send out an email to somebody, it pops it into this reminder folder that if they don't respond in a period after a period of time, it'll pop up and remind me that, Hey, you were waiting for a response from so-and-so on this email. So that's really helpful to me. But what I really love is the same later folder that it just puts lots of stuff in there. Um, anything that's not important. It, I don't know how it magically knows, but it has the ability to kind of learn which email uh, senders you respond to, which ones you don't. These things don't go away. They just get put into the same later folder that you can check, I can check later on. And if there's something that goes in there that, that I really want to be in my inbox, you just drag it into the inbox and then same later, or I mean, same box learns that it is, um, that that's somebody important that, that, that emails from that person should go into your inbox. Um, it is it, amazing to me how much it's cut down on my stress level in dealing with email. Um, so I use the same later folder and the same news folder. Uh, so all my newsletters get put into a separate folder that I can read when I have time. It just helps you get more done with less distraction from email. And it works with pretty much any email service that you use. Now they offer a 14 day free trial. So definitely try it out. Um, but if you click on my exclusive link, which is sanebox.com slash TPW for the productive woman, you will also, when you decide to buy, uh, you'll get a $20 credit applied to your account on top of that 14 day 
free trial. So they don't require a coupon code or anything. You just click on that link, which I will put in the show notes. So I'm really excited to have Sanebox as a sponsor of The Productive Woman. Uh, I highly recommend it. Like I said, I paid for it. I bought the service and use it. I, I tried it for 14 days and said, I can't live without this. So I recommend it highly. And I want to thank Sanebox for supporting The Productive Woman. Now let's get on to the uh, topic for this episode. We talk a lot on this podcast about productivity and, and often it's centered around finding ways to manage our calendars, our to-do lists, how to be more efficient and make time and space in our lives to get the things done that we need and want to do. And a lot of times those things that we need and want to do center around other people taking care of the people we love or people we report to. We take care of our families. We will go out of our way to help friends or, or people, even strangers in need. Uh, we tend to our clients or our customers. We uh, are responsive to our colleagues and our coworkers and to the needs and requirements of our bosses. So a lot of the things that we're managing often center around sort of taking care to one degree or another of other people. Often the last person that gets taken care of in our lives is ourselves. And so I thought I would spend a little time talking about self-care. What do I mean by that? I mean, self-care are the th- is the things that you do to promote your own health, whether physical, mental, emotional, whatever. Uh, one writer calls it, uh, says that self-care is provided for you by you. And this writer goes on to say it's about identifying your own needs and taking steps to meet them. I loved that part of their definition, and I just couldn't say it any better. I'll put the link to this article and some of the others in the show notes. Um, the the author or the, this writer goes on to say it's taking the time to do some of the activities that nurture you. Self-care is about taking proper care of yourself and treating yourself as kindly as you treat others. And that's what it comes down to for me, that, that self-care is about turning the, that nurturing, that caregiving side of ourselves that we share, you know, we spread around the world um, and turning it to ourselves. Well, why does it matter? Um, because it's, it's, uh, self-care is about our health. It's about survival in a sense. It's about taking care of ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And there are statistics out there that as I was researching, this kind of made me raise my eyebrows a little little bit. Um, One article listed a bunch of statistics that uh, really were kind of sobering and indicate that certainly Americans, and this, this article was looking at some statistics and some research about Americans, that we Americans are not very good at taking care of our health. Um, As far as mental health, this article cites that one in four Americans have a mental health disorder, of which one in 17 have a severe mental illness, and many of those disorders go untreated because we don't take care of ourselves. Um, our eating habits are not great. Fewer than one in three adults eat the recommended, recommended number of fruits and vegetables. 
81.6, almost 82% of Americans, according to these studies, don't participate in an adequate amount of exercise. We don't move enough. More than a third of Americans are obese. Fewer than half of Americans saw a dentist in the last year to protect their oral health. 22 million Americans struggle with drugs and excessive alcohol use just in the last year um, when this study was done. And like I said, I'll put the link to this in the show notes so you can check it out for yourself. Uh, One in five Americans continue to use tobacco products, which are known to have serious health consequences. Um, You know, suicide is a a leading cause of death for Americans of all ages. These are all... um, indicators that we don't take very good care of ourselves and self-care matters for that reason. Uh, Women who neglect their needs, this is another writer, uh, this comes from a a piece called Self-Care for Women, a fact sheet. And I definitely will link to this. It's really worth looking at. Um, this, This writer said, women who neglect their own needs and forget to nurture themselves often become unhappy, have low self-esteem and feel resentment. Self-care means treating yourself as a worthwhile person and showing that you are valuable, competent, and deserving. Um, and, you know, why does it matter? Another writer said, said it better again than I can say myself. Uh, without adequate self-care, we are less likely to be the best possible version of ourselves and our relationships, work, and experience of the world suffers as a result. Um, you know, that's why self-care matters. And so, and we'll talk a little bit more about that as we go on through this episode. What does it have to do with productivity? It's very simple. If we are not well, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, we have fewer resources available to do any of the things that matter to us. Self-care is what uh, just taking care of ourselves gives gives us the physical resources, the emotional resources, the mental energy to do those things that we care about. So, so self-care is not about taking a break from being productive. Self-care is an essential element of productivity. I really believe that. And I'm talking to myself here as much as I am talking to you. It, it, the more I researched, um, you know, the consequences of our sort of neglect of our well-being, the more I believe that that self-care really is part of being productive. And I, I want to say that again, that, that we often think that self-care is about, well, I'm going to take a break and I'm from, I don't want to be productive all the time. So I'm going to take a break and that's self-care. Self-care is not taking a break from being productive. Self-care is part of being productive. So what constitutes self-care? I'm going to just touch on a few things. Um, you know, I could make a, a three-hour episode about this. There was, there's so much information out there, so many things that I thought about. Uh, and, and honestly, I'm, I'm thinking about this in, my, in terms of my own life. And am I taking care of myself? Am I doing the things that uh, I need to be doing to take care of myself so that I can be the best possible version of myself and be present for my life and for the people I care about. And so just, I, I kind of brainstormed a list and then went out and, and researched some information about the various ones. And I wanted to share those with you. What constitutes self-care? 
first thing that I thought of was rest, and maybe it was because I was tired. It's been a, it's been a, a busy month. Um, you'll be listening to this in early October, but um, I'm recording it in September, and it's been a crazy month for me with a lot of travel for business and for uh, things related to some personal goals. And I haven't been sleeping as much as I need to. So I think that's probably why this one came to mind first. But rest, whether physical or mental, is important. How do we, how do, how does that play out in our lives? Having a reasonable bedtime. Uh, and you know, when we are busy, when we have a lot of demands or expectations on us, or we've uh, committed to a lot of things, it's real tempting to stay up late after the family goes to sleep and get stuff done. And I'm raising my hand because I do it all the time. Um, uh, I'm trying to get better about shutting things down and going to bed at a reasonable time to allow myself time to sleep. Uh, it's, but it's not just the time you go to bed. It, it's, it's about doing what it takes to create restful sleep, um, creating a space in your bedroom that is restful for you, whether it's the bed, it's, you know, I'm talking about the bedding that you use, the the surroundings and turning off the screens and all those things that we know about that um, can help us sleep more restfully, doing those things, taking time off also is a a matter of rest. Taking time off from work, vacation time, or taking the weekends, uh, taking time off throughout the day, taking breaks to allow your body and your mind to rest uh, are so critically important parts of self-care that are necessary for a productive life. In all the, in both of the senses that we talk about it on the show, not just our ability to get stuff done, but it, to make a life that matters, to be present and enjoy our lives. Part of that is taking time off, allowing ourselves to rest. Um, meditation can be a type of rest, a, a mental and an emotional rest uh, through at various parts of the day, whether I try to do 10 minutes of meditation in the morning and I do feel a, a difference in my day when I do that as opposed to when I don't. Uh, in addition, just taking breaks for a minute of deep breathing. I wear an Apple watch and there's a um, breathing app on it that will, I, I can set it to remind me a few times a day to pause and just close my eyes and breathe deeply for uh, 60 seconds, or you can set it for however long you want. But you can set a timer, you can put a reminder on your calendar or however you need to, um, to remind yourself to a few times during the day to pause, maybe close your eyes, relax, and breathe deeply. Those kinds of things give us that rest that is so such an important part of self-care. Another element of self-care is hydration. I mean, there are tons of resources out there um, about the, the importance of adequate hydration, the effects of insufficient hydration. Um, one of them, one article that I read, uh, and I'll share the link, it's, uh, this article was called 10 Essential Benefits of Drinking Water and Staying Hydrated. And one that seems pretty relevant to the topic of productivity is that um, that it helps combat fatigue. And this article says you can't run on all four cylinders if you're dehydrated. Water is one of the most important sources of energy for your body. It helps cells do their work. 
um, I'm kind of paraphrasing what it says, uh, that, and that the work at the cellular level that is um, facilitated by being properly hydrated contributes to good sleep. So it goes back to the one we were just talking about. Um, and just helping you have enough energy to get through the, the things that you need to do during the day. It really is important to be adequately hydrated and do that's an, an essential element of self-care. Exercise or movement is a, an important part of self-care. And we've talked about it in past episodes. I'll throw some links in the show notes to where we've talked about this before. Some of the benefits that we get from regular exercise or activity movement. It doesn't have to be a mar- you know, training for a marathon. Just make some time each day to move. If you can, get outside for a 10-minute walk. At least get up from your chair periodically and just move around. Exercise helps us with stress relief. Um, it just helps us feel better. All the things that we've talked about before, but some kind of movement is important to our self-care and our health. Um, mental and intellectual nourishment is a a kind of self-care and that can come any number of ways. Reading books that feed your soul or challenge your thinking or both. Taking courses, whether live or online, or just having conversations with smart, stimulating people who get you thinking and, and, um, lift your spirits. Those sorts of things keep keeping our brains moving and working. That is, I consider that self-care, um, so that mental or intellectual nourishment, just like physical nourishment, is certainly a part of, of self-care. Taking the time and making the effort to eat foods that are healthy for us instead of grabbing the, you know, whatever's there, eating eating what whatever somebody else doesn't want to eat. Grabbing the, the snacks out of the vending machine instead of you know, eating what's going to nourish our bodies. Another element of health or of, of self-care that I thought about was laughter. Um, and, I, you know, I'll put some links in the show notes for some articles about this, but we all know that laughter is good for us. There's, there's physical benefits. There's certainly emotional and mental benefits to laughter. So find ways to amuse yourself, whether it's watching a, f- a funny movie or um, talking with, I have some friends who crack me up. My husband is one of them. He he just makes me laugh. And there's just something very good for the soul about laughing. So find some ways to bring some some humor and some laughter into your life. Similarly, I think there's um, self-care, an element of self-care in just social interaction in general. And I maybe I think about that more because, you know, I'm working from home mostly now. And so I spend the days uh, alone. I mean, I, I am on the phone a lot. I talk with different clients and counsel on the other side of deals or coaching calls, different things like that, that I do. And when you spend a lot of time, even as an introvert, and I enjoy time alone, still there is... Um, benefit to spending time with other people as well. And whether that's the people in your family or good friends who encourage you and make you, make you laugh, uh, all of those sorts of things, or a service type of thing that is nourishing to you can be self-care, but finding time with 
to spend with friends or family is can be a part of self-care. On the other hand, um, I think an element of self-care that uh, a lot of us as, as women maybe struggle with is setting healthy boundaries. We often need to learn that communicating what we need is not selfish. We, we have a right, we have, I would almost say a duty to set proper healthy boundaries uh, to protect ourselves, um, not just physically, but emotionally and mentally and all the other ways. It, so to me, setting healthy boundaries means becoming aware of your priorities and being okay with prioritizing your priorities and not letting other people dictate what's how you spend your time and the, what the priorities are in your life. Being okay with saying no, that's part of setting healthy boundaries. And we've, we've talked about saying no in previous episodes. I will put those links in the show notes as well. Um, Brooke Castillo in her The Life Coach School podcast, episode 163, talks all about boundaries. And I, I took, I had to stop and take notes when I was listening to that episode because I thought it was really important uh, important. And I encourage you to check that episode out as episode 163 of the Life Coach School podcast. Um, And she makes the point that a boundary is uh, not about getting other people to do what you want. That's manipulation. Um, She says other people get to do whatever they want to do. We don't control other people. Setting a boundary is about knowing what you will and will not tolerate letting people know what you'll do if your boundary is not respected. So it's not saying, um, I'm trying to think of a good example. I should have thought of this before, but it's not saying, um, don't gossip around me, for instance, because that maybe brings you down. You're, You're not in favor of gossiping. So setting a boundary isn't saying to another person, you, you can't gossip around me. It's saying without anger, without um, threats or anything, but simply if, if, we're gonna conti- if the conversation is going to continue down this way, I'm going to leave. Um, and just leaving it at that. And they get to, con- the, you know, the other people get to do what they want to do. Uh, but you have set a boundary that you've said what you won't tolerate, what you are comfortable with, and then you're willing to walk away in that example. So I encourage you to check out Brooke's episode. I just thought it was a really good explanation of what it means to set bound healthy boundaries, why it's important, how that's a part of self-care that helps us be more productive in all the senses that we talk about it on this show. Um, Having encouragement in your life, I think is self-care looking for learning to encourage yourself, certainly, but looking for encouragement elsewhere, whether it's that you have someone in your life, you surround yourself with people who will encourage you. We all get discouraged sometimes. So learning to look for those people or resources that encourage you. It might be somebody you know. I have certain friends that when I'm feeling down or like I'm not doing things right or feeling discouraged for whatever reason, they'll always um, 
give me an encouraging word and kind of boost my, my spirits. So it might be somebody, you know, but it might be someone you'll never meet. It might be the writer of a book that really speaks to you or a teacher that you listen to a podcaster or a poet whose poetry um, lifts your spirits and encourages you when things seem dark. But I think it's important to look for that in, in the world uh, as part of our self-care. I think part of self-care is having hobbies or personal interests outside of just, you know, your, your day job, so to speak, or, or whatever. There are no right or wrong answers as far as what that would mean. But if there's something that you do for the joy of it, and maybe that's your job, maybe you have a career or a business that is, is that, um, that feeds your soul and, and encourages you and does all these other things that we've already talked about. That's great. That it's based on a a gift or a talent that you have an interest that you have that also meets a need in the world. Then that's awesome. That I think that's the best of all worlds, but in any event, um, finding those interests that you have and pursuing them just for the joy of it, I think is an important element of self-care. Also learning healthier ways to deal with stress. I mean, we all have our go-tos for dealing with stress. I will admit for me, it's food. Um, You know, when I'm stressed out, I go looking for the chocolate. Uh, For some people, it's shopping. For some people, it's alcohol. Um, we, we all have our different, you know, some it's binge watching Netflix as an escape from stress. We all have those things that we do. Um, Brooke Castillo calls that buffering the ways that we sort of, um, protect ourselves from the stress or the negative emotions. Uh, a, a great way to take care of ourselves would be to instead create a list of, healthier, better alternatives and train ourselves to look at that list when we're stressed out. So what is something I could do instead of reaching for a, you know, a chocolate bar or a bag of chips when I'm stressed out? Um, you know, and I'm, I'm, this is something I'm doing in my bullet journal, assembling a list of things that I could do to kind of take care of myself in healthier ways when I'm stressed. So it might be just to stop and breathe for a couple minutes. It might be go sit in a comfy chair somewhere and read a chapter of a book just for fun. It might be call a friend who encourages me, but, but come up with a list of those things that are healthier uh, for us physically and mentally and all the, the other ways and, and train ourselves to look at that list and choose something from that list instead of the maybe more destructive things we do. Other kinds of, you know, basic self-care things that I thought of are uh, scheduling those regular medical and dental checkups. The statistics I read earlier on that said that a lot of us are not doing that, at least in the United States. I, I'm not, I would guess in the 21st century, the statistics may be pretty common or pretty similar in all the other, at least developed countries of the world, um, that we're not taking care of our physical and health. So make those checkups 
or those appointments for checkups, get those things taken care of. And just setting a reasonable schedule, being willing to take a moment to look at the calendar. Um, you know, we've talked about Sunday prep time for the week and looking ahead and making sure that the schedule we're setting for ourselves is reasonable. We're, we're all going to have those times um, when things are going to be maybe a little more um, our schedule is going to be a little more full. I, you know, I had a time where we were pre- preparing for our son's wedding and there was lots of stuff to be done. Um, this month I'm having to travel a lot. So there are several days in a row where things are kind of borderline crazy, but I know that I can prepare for it and I can, and find those pockets of time where I can take care of myself, even if it's just, you know what, on this plane trip, instead of working, I'm just going to listen to an audio book that I like, or read a book, or take a nap. Um, or if nothing else, if I know I've got a three or four day business trip that's going to be very full, planning for some downtime afterwards. Uh, we There's no, I don't know that there's, it's reasonable to expect that we're just always going to have just the right amount of activity and downtime, but we can be very intentional about our schedule and about making time to do the things that nurture our, ourselves, our bodies and our minds and our spirits and trying to be more purposeful about managing our schedule instead of letting it manage us. And then the the last thing that I thought of on on the list of kind of ways to take care of ourselves is a little more ephemeral maybe and I I just call it protecting your heart choosing wisely what you read what you watch what you listen to who you spend time with and and avoiding or limiting time with toxic or negative people I I have to admit I I like for instance, Facebook, I like being able to keep up with my friends and family who live distant from here and see what they're up to. But there are seasons when I have to kind of walk away from Facebook because all I'm seeing in my news feed is, um, is negativity. And I, I find myself getting more anxious and more nervous and more discouraged or, or whatever when I am taking in too much of that stuff. And so I think it's important for us to protect our hearts, to protect our, our emotions by not feeding into our minds things that will, will turn our thoughts negative um, and create therefore negative emotions. So that, to me, that is very much a part of self-care is knowing, and I'm not talking about, you know, putting your head in the sand and not paying attention to what's going on in the world, but knowing what your limits are and, and knowing how much, um, you know, you may have somebody in your family that's that kind of negative person that brings you down, but you love them and you can't change somebody else, but you can, um, be aware of the impact it has on you and maybe limit the time with people who bring you down or, or, um, make you feel bad. So those are some thoughts on self-care. I'd love to hear about what you do for self-care, what suggestions you have for things that we can do to take care of ourselves. 
then quickly, you know, how do we make time for self-care when we've already got, uh, you know, maybe a, a full-time job and children at home or a spouse or both or parents to care for, volunteer activities and, and all of those things. How do we make time to take care of ourselves? Just a few thoughts, and I'm going to be asking you, just like I'm asking for your feedback on ways we can take care of ourselves, I would like to hear your thoughts on how we can make time to do that, how you make time to do that. So the things that I thought of were, you know, cutting things from the schedule, either by deferring them, uh, delegating them, or deleting them entirely. We need to prioritize our self-care. Um, we need we can make time for self-care by getting better that is more efficient at the things we do. So setting up routines can help us become more efficient and therefore take less time to do uh, the things we need to do and leave more space for taking care of ourselves. Learn to schedule differently. Instead of um, when you're scheduling a project or a task, instead of asking yourself, hmm, well, how long is it going to take me to do this thing? Um, because here's the deal. It'll take as long as you let it. So, you know, maybe you're trying to figure out, all right, I got to schedule my, my day. I've got some house cleaning to do. How long is it going to take me to do that? Uh, oh, I think it's going to take me X hours. Whatever amount of time you give it, that's how much time it's going to take. So instead of, and, and that's true, whether it's, you know, stuff at home or work or whatever. So instead of asking, how long would it, will it take me to do this? Ask yourself, how much time am I going to set aside to do this thing? Uh, so instead of saying, well, it's going to take me all day to all, all day Saturday to clean the house, we can maybe look at it differently and say, I'm going to give two hours to cleaning the house and I'm going to be head down getting the, getting it done for that two hours. But when those two hours are done, I'm done and I'm going to go, you know, go to the park with my kids or I'm going to go lay in the hammock in the backyard and read a book or whatever. We can learn to schedule intentionally and purposely. This is how much time I will allow for this activity and then use the extra time, so to speak, to do something that takes care of our, of yourself. Um, some on, on the other side of it is to create, learn to create little oases of time for yourself. Maybe we can't take a whole day to go to the spa, but maybe instead you can look at your schedule and say, I can take 10 minutes to go for a walk or go sit outside on a bench. I can take 15 minutes to lie down and, and listen to some music and just rest. I can take half an hour for, for, uh, you know, a lunch with a good friend who, who encourages me and lifts me up, you know, find those little pieces of time here and there. And, and instead of turning on the TV, unless that's something that feeds you, um, you know, use those little bits of time to do something that is nurturing for you. And to that end, make a list of things you can do with just a little time. Um, there's an uh, article that I'll share in the show, show notes, uh, a couple articles that have lists of things that you can do that don't take much time. In general, just have a list of self-care activities, things that you like to do or that you want to try. Um, things like swimming, walking, meditating, taking a nap, reading, having a, you know, books that 
that you want to read, um, doing yoga, cooking, if you enjoy that, uh, drawing. One of the things that I use for kind of my self time, uh, my me time is working on learning how to do kind of, um, art, more artistic lettering. And so I practice that I'll, and I can do that, you know, just for five or 10 minutes if I've got the materials handy, but create a list of those things that, that nurture you, that you want to try or that, you know, you enjoy. And when you've, when you can identify a little pocket of time to, to devote to that, then pull out that list and pull one of those things on. Because what happens if you're like me, what happens is say you have a, a meeting that gets canceled um, and you've, so you suddenly got a free hour and you know, the mind goes blank. I can't think of a single thing to do with it. So you, you know, watch YouTube videos for the hour instead of doing something that you'd really enjoy doing. So creating that list and having it handy, um, whether it's, you know, do your nails or whatever, but ha- create the list of things that you enjoy that nurture you, whether physically, emotionally, mentally, or or all the above, and have that handy so that when you have those pockets of time, you can turn to those. I saw a video on YouTube, speaking of YouTube, uh, just the other day, and this is from 2015, uh, a retired football coach named Lou Holtz did a talk at graduation. Um, and I'll share, I'm going to share the link because it was really, really inspiring and really thought provoking. And it, it's worth watching. It's not terribly long. But one of the things he said in his talk is that everybody needs something to do, you know, something meaningful to do, someone to love, something to believe in, and something to hope for. And I think that part of making a life that matters is identifying what those things are for you. And the value of self-care is in, is in enabling you to protect your time and your energy and your ability to pursue those things. And so I would encourage you to think about those things However, that plays out in your life, but something meaningful to do and someone to love, something to believe in and something to hope for those things, self-care is about making the time and the space and the energy to pursue those things in your life. And that's how we make a life that matters. So those are some of my thoughts on uh, self-care. There's lots more we could say about it. And I, I, I want to know, what do you think? How do you take care of yourself? What what are the things that you find nurturing that are part of your self-care? And how do you make time in your life for those things? I'd love it if you would share those. Um, there's a number of ways you can do that. You can share those ideas, uh, your answers to those questions in the comments section of the show notes for this episode, which you find at theproductivewoman.com slash 160. Or you can post a comment or a question on the Productive Woman Facebook page, or even better, if you are in the community Facebook group, post your thoughts there and share them with the rest of the community there so we can have a conversation about it. If you're not in the Productive Woman community Facebook group and you are a female, um, you can join us there. Just go to theproductivewoman.com slash group, and that'll take you right to that page and click on the join button. Be sure to answer 
there's a couple of questions there that I asked to make sure that people who are trying to join the group are actually real people and not just uh, lurkers and trolls who are are maybe trying to get in there to for purposes other than being part of the community. And then I would love to have you there. Uh, if you'd like to share your thoughts with me privately, as always, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com or, um, you know, leave a voice message on the website or the Facebook page. There's a button there that you can click and that comes to me. Nobody hears that but me. Uh, I would love to hear from you and uh, get your insights on these, on, on what we've talked about here. A um, couple of things, I guess, before we go, I do want to share, uh, say a little bit about our other new sponsor for The Productive Woman, um, and that's Kind, the Kind Bar. Have you ever tried a Kind Bar? They, I've seen them in the stores uh, long before they approached me about um, uh, sponsoring The Productive Woman. What, they, what Kind is, they make delicious, healthy snacks that use whole ingredients that you can recognize and pronounce. Uh, and so if you're ready to try some tasty and healthy snacks, uh, they've offered a very special deal for Productive Woman listeners. You can try 10 different full-sized Kind bars for free. Um, you just pay the shipping cost for them to send it to you. And when you sign up for the sample, you'll also get to try, they have a, a snack club where you can receive monthly snacks at a discount and get various bonuses. Um, the free sample box has a variety of, these are full-size, these are not little-sized um, bars, um, but full-size kind snacks, including their fruit, nut, and chocolate bars, pressed fruit bars, and even a sweet and spicy bar for you to try. As I said, I had seen kind bars at the store before they approached us about sponsoring. So before I agreed um, to um, have them as a sponsor, I bought a couple of boxes at the grocery store to try. So I've tried the dark chocolate mocha almond bars and the peanut butter dark chocolate varieties. Um, you might notice a theme there. I do like me some chocolate. I really liked them. They taste very good. They provide an energy boost. They are gluten-free. They're a good size. So they kind of give you a filled up without being a, you know, terribly high calorie. And they're, what I like about them as well, besides the fact that they're tasty, is they're individually wrapped. Um, so I can just toss a couple in my bag when I'm traveling or out running errands. And I've got a, a quick snack there that's tasty and healthy. And there's, you know, you can actually see what the ingredients are. So to try 10 different kind bars for free, you just pay the shipping, uh, go to kindsnacks.com slash productive. And, um, I def definitely visit kindsnacks.com slash productive to get your free sample box. And I want to thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Uh, remember also to visit sanebox.com slash TPW to try SaneBox. You get that 14-day free trial uh, to see how well they can ma uh, SaneBox manages your, your email inbox. And then if and when you decide to buy, you'll uh, if you use that link, you'll automatically have a $20 credit applied to your account. Thank you so much to SaneBox and Kind for supporting The Productive Woman. And that's it for this episode of The Productive Woman. As always... 
Thank you for spending this time with me. I I hope this was helpful to you. I really am looking forward to hearing your thoughts on self-care, how you do it, how you make time for it. And I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.